Welcome to the podcast, Estate Planning with Paul Rabelais, where we'll discuss the latest and simplest legal strategies and tactics available for you to protect your estate for yourself and your family, all in easy-to-understand terms. It's all about protecting your estate now, so you and your loved ones can reap the benefits later. And now your host, estate planning attorney, Paul Rabelais. So this podcast addresses a significant estate planning problem in America and what to do about it. So if, if you have a revocable living trust that you established with the intent of avoiding probate, then you need to listen to this podcast until the very end. First thing I want to do, do though, is congratulate you on taking some steps toward making the settling of your estate easier and enabling your family, your loved ones to gain immediate access, to get all of the disbursements, handle the things that need to be handled without having to go through a legal system and a court process that most people find expensive, time-consuming, and just a flat-out hassle. But the big problem out there is that many people are setting up revocable living trusts in an effort to avoid probate, but the titling process, or commonly referred to as the funding process, is getting neglected, causing families to go through probate because your trust is only effective at avoiding probate to the extent the assets that are in your name get titled into your trust. So all of us estate planning attorneys who have been doing this kind of work for a long time have seen it happen. Um, Many have seen it happen on numerous occasions. Husband, for example, dies. Husband and wife had set up a trust or trust to avoid the probate process. And then for one of many reasons, wife finds out that assets were not titled into the trust name and now she's forced to hire lawyers and go through a court process to get the husband's estate settled. And it's tough because it's having to be done when husband and wife attempted to make great steps to avoid having to do that. So it's frustrating and um, estate planning attorneys are, are having to deal with that frustration And often it's at a time, you know, when uh, wives are at a breaking point because they're already having to deal with enough stress and grief from having to deal with final arrangements, funeral homes, states regarding death certificates, Social Security office, the VA, perhaps financial institutions that hold IRAs, the surviving spouse is having to deal with Um, insurance companies that perhaps have life insurance or annuities. When you add on top top of that, having to go through an entire court proceeding when it was unexpected, it's often a breaking point. So don't do that to your family. Now, I will tell you when the trust is funded right, it's a beautiful thing because many trusts are settled without any attorney involvement. Give you an example. Let's say mom passes away. She has three children. She has a home, she has some investments, she has a CD, all of that's titled in the name of the trust. Sure, the kids want to sell the house, so when mom dies, let's say she named her oldest son as the successor trustee, day after mom dies, son puts the for sale sign in the house, in in the yard, he's the successor trustee, the title's not frozen. Son goes to the bank, bank reviews the copy of the trust instrument that says when mom dies, son's the successor trustee. 
a trust account's not frozen, son can access those accounts, disperse them to the beneficiaries. Mom had an investment account. Son goes to the investment company. Uh, they review the trust instrument. Mom's trust says son is successor trustee. They give him access to it. They help him disperse it to the three children equally. End of story. No attorneys, no lawsuits, no pleadings, no judges, no inventories of assets, uh, no delay, no expense. And so it really is a beautiful thing when it all works right. But you've got to make sure that you title those assets correctly. So I'm going to give you a couple of to-do items at the end to make sure that it's all done right. Here are some reasons, however, that trusts don't get funded. Sometimes people forget to tell their attorney that they owned a second or a third piece of real estate or they owned a piece of real estate out of state. Don't forget, gotta make sure that all gets in the trust to the extent you own property in your name, whether it's a it's you own 100% of the property or whether you own 25% of the property, your interest will go through probate if it's in your name when you die. Some people mistakenly believe that they've designated beneficiaries on all of their investment accounts. When after the fact, we learn that the individual had a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, and an individual investment account. And yes, the end, the uh, person did designate beneficiaries on the two IRAs, but based on what state you're in, the individual perhaps was not even permitted to designate a beneficiary on the individual investment account. He dies, account's frozen, family's forced to go through probate. He should have retitled that account into the name of his trust. Some people buy property or real estate after they form their trust. And it's critical that they simply buy it in the name of their trust. They don't even have to get in touch with their, their estate planning law firm. They simply, when they buy a new piece of property, buy it in the name of the trust. That takes care of it. Some people open an investment account after they create their trust and they forget to title that new account in the name of their trust and they title it in their name. They pass away, account's frozen, got to go through probate. And then we've seen children, for example, say, you know, dad, he owned these, he just, he just owned these 92 shares. It's not worth a whole lot. He didn't even put that in his investment account. So, but, but we're stuck because nobody can get access to those 92 shares. And so we've got to go through the whole probate mess. Some people say, well, I thought my attorney was going to handle putting everything in the trust. And there are certain things that the attorney can and, and perhaps does help retitle. So your real estate, for example, the attorneys typically get involved in retitling the real estate into your trust, but perhaps you have an investment account or a CD. Now your attorney may tell you what you do to do, maybe even give you some forms to do it but your attorney can't go get access to all of your financial information and sign on your account. So you have some responsibility primarily in the area of your financial accounts to make sure those get titled correctly. And then some people just say, well, you know what, Paul, or, or you know what, Paul, my, all my dad did was he just, after he left your office, he just put all the signed paperwork on the shelf and never did anything. Well, you're defeating the whole purpose of forming a trust by just putting all that paperwork in the shelf and not finishing it up with the funding. 
So I'm gonna give you two things to do that are really important and you can really make a difference in not only your life, not only your family's life, but in the lives of many others by taking this information to heart. The first thing that I wanna do, wanna ask you to do is, um, it's real simple. You're listening to this podcast. Before you dig in on any of your paperwork, I want you to share this podcast with your friends and colleagues that could benefit from this information. I know that you know people who could benefit from this. You probably know people who have a trust that is not fully funded. Share this information with them. Share it with their share it with your social media contacts. Email it to them, text it to them, get it to them somehow. If you're an estate planning attorney, my suggestion is share this information with your clients and prospective clients, along with a note to contact you if they need some legal help. If you're a financial advisor listening to this, my advice to you is share it with your clients and prospective clients, along with a note to contact you if they need help titling their investment accounts the right way or designating their beneficiary designations the right way. You might uncover additional assets that they need your help with. So reach out to them, share this information, and start that communication. And then the second piece of advice is go fund your trust. The process isn't difficult, but it's easy to get sidetracked or procrastinate. Just make funding your trust a priority and keep going until you're finished. How do you do it? Take a look, take a good look at everything you have that is titled. Determine which assets that you have that are probate assets. Those are typically things like real estate, stock, bonds, mutual funds, business interests, and then determine what assets that you have that are traditionally non-probate assets. Things like IRAs, life insurance, annuities, where you've designated beneficiaries. The probate assets in general need to be retitled into your trust. And, and look, there are many, many excellent estate planning attorneys around the country willing to help. If you need a lawyer's help, get it. It's worth it rather than take a chance on this thing not working how it's supposed to work and putting your family through the mess that you put them through by not taking care of this stuff on the front end. So by golly, if you need an attorney, go get some help. Um, while you're at it, while you're funding your trust, make sure you update your beneficiaries. Nothing worse than having beneficiaries who have who have died and then the life insurance, the annuity, the IRA perhaps has to run through the estate. There you go, we're starting all over again. So if, if you can share this video and if we can help one person, you know, make things easier for the, for the family, then it's worth it. But I would say, you know, you're not getting any younger you've taken some steps to get your legal affairs in order. You just got to finish. Don't be that guy or don't be that gal who took some steps, but you know, at the end of the day, you didn't, you didn't finish it. And so it caused some stress, some grief, some expense, some delay, some difficulty for your survivors. I know that's the last thing you want to do is cause them grief. Some people joke, I'm not going to be here. I'm not worried about it. But really, I think most people, given the opportunity to make things easy for their, for their loved ones, for their family, they'll jump at the opportunity to do it. So 
Go take care of business. If you need some help, go get it. Just make sure that you fund your trust and you keep your trust funded through potential life changes uh, and asset changes that, that you may have over time. Hope this helps. Take care. Have a great day.